0: Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of CBS Soap Dish Recap, where we normally recap both the young and the restless and the bold and the beautiful. And this is for the week of May 10th through May 14th. Now, it's just me this weekend because uh, Keisha, who is my co-host, is normally here with us, is on vacation this weekend. So she'll be back next week um and then if she has some you know some stuff she wanted to add from this past week she would be able to talk about it so um sit back relax and enjoy the show um i usually i'll treat this as a recap like i would normally do because i also recap shows on youtube for reality tv so at first sight bachelor bachelorette things like that so if you want to know that's that the channel is called Romance Review TV. So if you want to go over there and check that out, I do recaps on all of those reality TV dating shows, not all reality TV, just the dating and romance shows. So um, being that it's just me, I'll just do it like that. And we'll recap this previous week of both our favorite soaps, the Young and the Restless and the Bold and Beautiful. And I am going to still do a Flip the script for those who normally listen to the show. I'm going to do a flip the script um, segment uh, on what I thought maybe could been a little different. And what that is, is if there's a particular scene or a particular storyline that maybe we would change a little bit, we would flip that script. So for those who are um, with us every week of our uh, CBS uh, Soap Dish Recap, normally that's something that Keisha and I do. So I'm still going to do that in this episode as well. So we usually do the young and the restless in the first half of the hour. And then um, I'll do the uh, well, I'll say in the first part of the show. And then in the second part of the show, we do our recap of um, the bold and the beautiful. So welcome back i appreciate all of you continuing to listen to us across the globe here in the u.s and as far as australia and over in europe i really appreciate you know you guys coming back um, faithfully to enjoy our podcast so without further ado let's get into this so What we had on this particular week was Faith's kidney transplant surgery was a success. Chelsea confessed to poisoning Ray. Victor arranged for Chelsea to get treatment in a psychiatric facility and avoid prison. Adam decided to make amends and start over. Tara and Harrison showed up unexpectedly to Kyle's and Summer engagement party. So normally we, in the beginning, we used to do it day by day, what happened on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But we now do it where we, you know, pretty much piecemeal each particular storyline for the week and focus on that. So I think the biggest thing this week was the whole thing about um, the transplant, Adam, you know, and Faith and, you know, what happened with Chelsea. So. I think the other small thing that, um, you know, we can kind of recap very quickly is Tara and Harrison showing uh, showing up unexpectedly at Summer and Kyle's engagement party. Now, um, it was nice for, um, you know, them to go ahead and initiate it. And then, of course, as you guys remember, Jack and Phyllis worked together to bring this to a success. Now, I do know the actress that plays Tara Locke, just signed a one-year contract. So, <clears throat> with that being said, excuse me, guys. Um, Yeah, she's going to be around for a while. I was just wondering how they were going to kind of transition her into a consistent role on your Young and the Restless. So, obviously, there's some big things happening. And I did see Monday's episode, and like usual, I'll throw a couple nuggets out there. I'll still do the teasers at the end as well. But, um, yeah, she just happened right. The timing couldn't be perfect. Everybody showed up. Um Phyllis and Nick and Jack and, you know, Mariah was there. All this was at Society, so Abby was there. And um, all of a sudden, here comes Tara Locke. Now, what the heck do you think she wants? And she bring Harrison with her. Now, from, I mean, I'm curious to find out how that storyline is going to go because obviously the storyline with Adam is taking a shift so of course we need another big storyline to kind of pick up where it left off and there's probably some other big things coming in line for Adam which you know we'll talk about that much later but with Tara Locke um yeah something major has happened I don't know if Something happened to um, Ashlyn. If there's And you know. If she got kicked out. That's probably going to be revealed next week. But just for her to show up. And the fact of the matter is. How does she even know he was there? Now I, I don't know if. Now I saw Monday's episode. So I do know that Sally was the one. Who pointed her in that direction. But. She knew when a uh, you know, something was going on, whether it was an engagement party or them just spending time together. So for her to just bring her, you know, bring Harrison and just show up out of nowhere and say, Oh my God, it's an emergency. I need to talk to you. Yeah, right. That was crazy. Um, I honestly think that, uh, you know, the reason, because they're right summer and, um, Kyle is right on the brink of finally being married, being together. Because everybody, you know, we remember everything that happened with um, the uphill battle, you know, with Lola and Summer and all of that drama. And now they finally got back together. Summer hesitated to get back involved. And when she finally gets involved, they decide they was going to date. And then they decide they was going to get engaged. I mean, it's just been a long uphill battle for Kyle and Summer and right at the the height of where they now can focus on their future and getting married here comes Tara Locke and Harrison Locke so it's going to be interesting to see where these two go um or what her what happened I mean, did something happen to Ashland? Did something happen where he kicked her out the house or whatever the situation is? Um, it will be revealed next week. I will say that. And um, I'm curious to see, especially with her. Uh, not, I don't know the actress's name. But especially with her being on contract for the next year. Yeah, they they're definitely creating a storyline for her, and I'm wondering if she's definitely going to be an interference for Kyle and Summer. So we'll definitely see what that's about. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, I I kind of want to know what you think about these two. I they look more like she looked like she could be more of her big sis, his big sister, versus maybe an ex. I don't know. They don't seem on-screen compatibility, but who knows? We'll see how this all play out with how everything looks with these two and what direction they're going to take this storyline. So it's going to be pretty interesting. My other question is now that Harrison is in the mix because this little boy made his debut yesterday because all we saw is pictures. So this is the first time actually seeing the child himself. And what impact is that going to cause on, um, you know, Kyle's and Summer's relationship? Because this is Kyle's son. Now, I don't know if they're they're going to try to make it where the son kind of brings the two of them together because they're bonding over their child. But this is definitely going to be a big, huge concern for... um, Summer and especially Phyllis, too, because Phyllis is very protective over summer. So. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to finding uh, seeing the moment when Jack and and Nick and all the rest of them find out that Harrison is Kyle's son, especially Jack. I think Jack is going to be excited about the fact of having a grandson. So, I don't think he's going to have a big issue except the fact that Kyle didn't tell him everything. But everybody else, that's going to be interesting to see what their responses is going to be in regards to this. So, I'm looking forward to seeing what this is going to turn out. We only got that little snippet of leading into the storyline. It was very short on Friday. So, I'm excited about it and see where it could go. All right, so there were other little things that was happening this week. Um, look like Lola, because as you know, Sasha Calais is, uh, you know, she has her new role on um, a different show. I think she's playing Supergirl, if I can remember. I know Keisha and I talked about this uh, probably a couple months back when the information was released. But um, she just mentioned to Ray that she is actually trying to relocate to Florida and not be not far from uh, her mom in the storyline where it looks like she might finally be leaving the show. So that's going to be interesting. I kind of wish that um, these shows would recast a lot more because we'll talk about that in Bold and Beautiful because... Kiara Barnes is leaving her role as Zoe um, because even though the actress maybe did a good job, you know why not keep the character on screen? You know, especially if the character the character storyline has been pretty interesting. I know don't, I don't know what you guys think, but um, it definitely seems like this is their way of transitioning uh, Sasha Calais out of that role of being. Um, Lola Rosales uh because she's mentioning about going to work at, you know, do recipes or something for restaurants in Florida. So, look like that's her way of transitioning out of this. <clears throat> so, let's see what else we have. Um we had a little bit of um Devon and Moses um You know, the thing is, of course, um, Devon is definitely worried about the fact of how serious um, Moses is about faith. And Moses was laughing like, man, you sound like my mom. But, you know, Devon made sure he wasn't overstepped. And, um, you know, he reminded Devon, you know, that, you know, he's good. You know, I'm focusing on school and everything. But that was pretty much it. Now, let's talk a little bit, because we did, even though that wasn't mentioned in the highlights of this particular week for the Young and Restless, there was on Monday this scene with Amanda and Sutton Ames. Now, remember, we saw how Sutton told Amanda he enjoyed having her uh, join the family for lunch over the weekend and... um, you know, and that Amanda said that she enjoyed being there, meeting them. Um, you know, of course, Amanda paused to correct herself, you know, and saying our family. But, you know, the thing is, is that uh, she felt she claimed she felt accepted. Um, now, this is where we saw Sutton give Amanda this envelope containing some photos, um, the photos of, you know, people that she's never seen before. Uh, one of them was great, great aunt Florence, um, noting that, uh, you know, his son-in-law, Eric, had noticed a resemblance between um, the aunt and Amanda. And, you know, she looked at the picture and she agreed. Um, we also saw how Amanda said she was grateful that Eric had been very accepting of her. And Sudden I was like, oh, of course, of sure, you know. But there was one other person that was an issue, and that was Amani. And, you know, Sutton was saying, oh, you know, I'm sure Amani is going to eventually come around, you know. But she, you know, Amanda wasn't really buying it. Because remember, there's a restraining order out there that, or I think it's been removed. But she, just the fact that she initiated the restraining order, that was an issue, you know. And I don't blame... excuse me, I don't blame Amanda for being, you know, looking at her as being suspect, you know, because Amani has not been very receiving of her. Um, But, you know, of course, Sutton was like, you know, hey, she'll come around and I'm not going to accept anything less. So, you know, it was what it was. You know, they started talking about the case, which, I don't know. You guys, do you actually think that he did this, or maybe he was a part of it, or somebody else did it? Because Newman is also involved. Some type of bribery scheme. You know, they were looking at the records of Richards, which is her father's phone calls to his campaign office. So it's, I don't know. It's an interesting uh, situation, you know. And of course, Sutton insisted that all of the evidence was circumstantial and likely. You know, politically motivated for you know keeping him from running reelection, but um, you know, uh, Amanda did ask Sutton, you know, if he had spoken to Richard about the situation, and he was like, no. You know, Sutton said Naya hadn't wanted Richard to know even about the pregnancy, so I mean, that definitely didn't have any com- you know conversation about it. So, you know, pretty much Amanda's strategy was to try to convince the jury that Richard had other enemies. Um, you know, Sutton definitely noticed that Richard had been self centered and ambitious. And Amanda suggested that Richard had attempted to exploit this information maybe for his own financial gain. Um and Sutton, you know, he claimed that he hadn't he wasn't aware that, you know, her father had been working at Newman. But and of course After that whole conversation, you know, Amanda thanked him for having uh, confidence in her. Now, what was interesting is what happened after that. So, I don't know about you guys, but to me, you know, when Sutton ran into Amani at the lobby, you know, they had this weird interaction. Um... You know, but Sutton did get into her about the fact that, you know, she blew off the lunch with Amanda. There was no um, reason to antagonize her continuously. Sutton explained that the family should share his sense of gratitude. And, you know, Amani was like, well, you just never know. I might surprise you. Devon is off in the distance, you know, watching this whole thing. And of course he sent a message up to Amanda to warn her about Amani coming up there. Now the you know, it it was just interesting that when she got up there, you know, she was she did a, a a whole reversal of her personality. And of course Amanda didn't trust her, you know. Um Amanda was like, You missed our grandfather, you know. And, you know, Amani Start talking about how, oh, you know, I've just been too stubborn. I was wrong. Let's put the past behind us and start fresh. And then, of course, Amanda brought up that restraining order. You know, do you expect me to believe anything to come out of your mouth? I don't blame Amanda in this situation. Because it's like, how you go from this to this? No. I don't no. And I don't blame her. You know, I mean, I wouldn't trust her either. You know, Amani said that she was just being protective. <clears throat> Excuse me. She was just being protective, especially you know, worried about what her father would think and, you know, her mom keeping that secret from him. But um, you know, just knowing that Amani dismiss fears. Amani's father, I should say, had pretty much dismissed the fears that Amanda tend to exploit the family. You know, she admitted to Amanda that she regretted her actions and she wanted to make amends and that's all it took. So I don't know <clears throat> excuse me guys. I don't know. Um I don't know. It looks kinda shady to me. I, I guess I have to see more of Amani moving forward. I know what Devon saw, but we also heard the conversation between Imani and Sutton. So let me know, um, you know, what you guys think. I know we don't get a lot of comments on the podcast, but, you know, I'm curious to find out what your thoughts are. And I know that um, Keisha, when she comes back next week, she probably is definitely going to have some comments on this. So look out for that. But, um, yeah, this whole thing with Imani and Sutton. And Amanda is just, it's real interesting. They didn't give us too much more this week on the whole thing with that. They just gave that on Monday. So I'm curious to see, um, you know, where this storyline is going to go. It's slow moving. That's the thing. It's, and things about Young and the Restless with their storylines, they tend to take forever to get through them. Forever. Look how long it took us to get through this whole storyline with Chelsea and Adam and Sharon and all of this. Gosh, it's got to been like the beginning of the year and we're now in the middle of May. So you're looking about five months. But, I mean, it keeps us watching, right? So, yeah, I'm curious to see where this is going to go and what uh, is going to be the... You know, the outcome with everything. Because, of course, as we saw in the last week, Victor is not happy about the fact that um, there's a spotlight on his company. He's like, don't even sniff around it. Michael is trying to come up with whatever to settle this case. And, you know, and it's like, okay, I thought you were. District Attorney. How are you also... Well, I guess they are trying the case in... Well, well doesn't this happen in Chicago or in Illinois? So, I'm wondering why they have it where Michael, who's the DA for the state in Wisconsin, fighting the Chicago or Illinois case. That's weird. But it soaps, right? Okay. So, I think that's pretty much it on what we had. <clears throat> With, um, you know, Amani and uh, that's uh, Amanda, I should say, and Amani and Sutton with that whole storyline. Um, Amanda did tell Devon that there was definitely more to the story to uncover. And I totally agree. So it'll probably we didn't see anything the rest of the week with this situation. So we'll definitely see what uh, what's in store for this storyline. So. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anything else? Cause we talked about Tara, talk about Amanda. So the other biggest thing this week, which, you know, um, I'm going to try to get through all of this because the episode on Thursday was Adam Dreamy. So. For those in the U.S., it was on Thursday, probably on Wednesday for those in Canada. But um, that whole episode, and I'm going to get that out the way before we get into the real part of Chelsea Adam thing. That, I don't, I, I didn't find it interesting. And I saw a lot of people on social media, on Facebook, because, you know, I'm, I'm in one of the, a lot of the Facebook groups. That looked at that episode is like, what was this? And I don't I mean, I remember uh, Mark Grossman either tweeting about it or saying something on Instagram to look forward to Thursday's episode as being part of the redemption of Adam Newman. So I was looking forward to it. I didn't know if it was going to be. Grand gestures of family members and friends who had always doubted him and saw this as redemption. It was him dreaming and trying to come to terms with his past mistakes, but using a chess board to do it. Now, I've heard of the theory that sometimes people should not play checkers in life, but play chess because chess is all about strategy. So I can understand the whole ideology of it all, but I didn't, me myself, I didn't find that episode interesting. I got to be honest. They only, they gave us 10 minutes of the remaining part of that show of actually being at the hospital, but the other, uh, I should say 10%, 10 minutes, whatever. The other 90% was him dreaming about every interaction and people moving pieces on the chessboard. And I think it was Billy and Victoria and Ray and who else showed up in his dream with this thunderstorm in the background. And um, you had Victor sitting at the table in front of them playing chess. That whole thing was crazy to me. I don't know about you guys. You guys might find it interesting. And that's cool. Uh, When I'm going to ask Keisha when she gets back next week, what she thought about the chessboard episode and the redemption Thursday, whatever. Yeah. But me, Mm -mm. I was like, okay, it's just and listen, people do have a come to moment when they go through things. I get it. And it's like a wake up call. And saying, I need to get my stuff together. And this was his wake-up call to get stuff together. And um, it's just interesting that they took most of that episode to do that while he was in the hospital. So I just wanted to get that out the way. Because I just thought that whole episode on Thursday pretty much about his dreams it wasn't interesting to me. So let me know what you guys think if uh, think about this if you um, thought it was that you liked it. Whatever. Okay. So let's backtrack to the rest of this week. So now um, we were able to get Adam to come back home to donate his kidney to Faith. Okay. So uh, we already know that. Um, Faith had doubts about why should she get a kidney from him. All right, the surgery happened. In the meantime, while all of this is going on, we still had Ray and even Nick. Even though Nick had made some type of progress with what he felt about Adam, that guilt about him poisoning Ray was still there. So, you know, that's why I I had been saying for the previous shows that Keisha and I have done Ray was too close to this there is no way he should have been um, the one investigating his case because he's emotionally involved He's he shouldn't have been there and in the meantime Chelsea was making a mockery of everybody she fooled her doctors with the help of Chloe she fooled the police system She fooled the D.A. and she fooled everybody in G.C. And the only reason is because she played on the hatred and the disdain that everybody had for Adam. So normally, and this happens in real life, too, is that sometimes just because you dislike a person don't mean certain things that are said about them are necessarily true. But the reaction or the emotional reaction normally happens that if it's somebody that you don't like and they somebody said they did something bad. The first thing that a lot of people can do is just jump on there and say, yep, mm-hmm, I bet you he did it. I can see that. And I'm not going to excuse Adam because I mean, I am an Adam Newman fan. I want to see him do big things. We'll talk about that as well. But. Adam has done some things. Now, the Delia thing was an accident. It was what he did after he found out he hit Delia. He's, okay? The thing that happened at Chancecom, cutting off the power for because get back at Billy, which catches Chelsea up in this situation, not a good thing. Having her kidnapped and locked up and drugged, not a good thing. And, of course, there's a ton of other things that happened with Ashley, making her lose the baby and Faith and all of that. So there is a history, okay, which is why people feel the way that they feel. But in this particular situation, that's what Chelsea used. Because he really doesn't have a clean track record and everybody is holding what he did against him for for whatever amount of time, she used that against everybody else to set this plan in motion. And it worked, for the most part. Nobody clearly could have guessed that Chelsea did this. I mean, plus she was playing paralyzed. So, it was a perfect plan, but not so perfect. So, in the meantime, while all this is going on, because... Victor is now, of course, he's going to fight for his family. I mean, he fights for his kids, even though they fight each other. But he still does what he does to do what he got to do for the love of his family. So that moves into the whole uh, thing with Chelsea and having her confess. So Victor used any resources Possible to get what he wants, business, personal, against his enemies, whatever. Right. Well, he also used it against Chelsea, and you know he told she was trying to say, "Oh, they had an affair, and he had me locked up." Okay, let me backtrack a little bit. Chelsea also has to take some accountability. Now, she can throw all of this stuff about what happened to her in the elevator and what happened to her being kidnapped. And granted, Adam should not have done that. But after those things, she chose to go back to be with him. She got to take some accountability for that. You know, I mean, the first question is, OK, since you find that these things are so egregious, why did you go back? Now. I know there's, you know, in real life, this is soap life. In real life, people have soul ties and things like that. If you don't know what I'm talking about, type in soul ties in YouTube is a whole plethora of videos about it and the psychological connection that is hard to break when people have toxic soul ties. That's a whole nother <laughs> whole another conversation. In this case, with soap life, She, and I said this in our previous conversations between Keisha and I on this show. You chose to go back after having a stroke. You chose to go back, uh, you know, from being in that elevator. You chose to go back after being kidnapped and drugged. But this one kiss, they didn't even sleep together. They didn't even do anything after the kiss. Now, there are mixed signals that are going on, which I will throw this nugget out there that Sharon talks about on the Monday episode. So there are mixed signals out there. But this kiss is the one thing that you now say you're done. Physical harm wasn't strong enough to get you to say, you know what, I can't do this with you no more. Yeah, so she got to take some accountability in that. And Victor tried to definitely make sure that she did, that. He, you know, that he held her accountable. So everything that she was throwing out, all these excuses, blah, blah, blah. Victor was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And Victor chose the one thing or her kryptonite that was going to get her to redeem herself. Or I won't even say redeem, but, you know, first of all, to help his son out. And then the other thing is, you know, to get a confession out of her. And that's Connor. And she said, well, there's two parts to this. Connor is one. The other thing is throwing Chloe under the bus. And in order to keep her friend out of trouble, because Chelsea was like, I got nothing to lose. Because if I confess... I get my son taken away from me and go to jail. If I don't say anything, you going to keep me from my son. So I don't get him either way. So Victor was like, oh, okay, you're trying to be smart, right? So he turns around and say, yeah, but I know that you didn't do all this by yourself. So that means you had an accomplice, which was most of us know Chloe. And obviously Victor knew that, too. And so, in order to not destroy Chloe's livelihood, because her husband is working for the police department, she got she has a daughter Bella, and she has a new baby, Miles. So she got a lot to lose. And I don't think Chelsea thought about that and said, "Shoot, yeah, I if I throw her under the bus." She's going to push this all back on me to save herself. So in order, and this moves into the plan that Victor had, which was to um, say, you know what, let's play crazy, which what she did was ridiculous. Because, I mean, for her to put thallium and raise men care products, ridiculous over a kiss. When you could have left a long time ago. Anywho. But. That being said. You know. To play crazy. Get locked up in a mental institution. The DA will see that you had all these issues. I'll hire a doctor to corroborate the story. And then. Hey. After a little bit of time. You'll get out of the psych ward quicker than you would get out of jail or prison. Because. It was attempted murder. And she realized she had no way out. Now, do I think I I don't know why Chelsea didn't think that Victor was going to not be that relentless and to fight for his son. You're dealing with any member of the Vic, of the Newman family, Victor is going to come after you. So, and you are carrying his, you know, he has a grandson by you. Yeah. She was stupid to think that this plan was going to work through the end of this. And honestly, it's like, again, all this over a kiss. When there were so many other things that happened to you physically that you could have left this dude over. That's all I'm saying. Anywho. So... I mean, it was a crazy, I mean, she played it to the heel. I got to give it to Melissa Claire Egan because she definitely acted the part. Now, I don't know if you guys know. I know there's some, been some pictures floating around on social media. Melissa Claire Egan is pregnant. She got a baby on the way. So I don't know if this is her way of kind of slowing things down. She's been wearing a lot of big clothes. I don't know if you saw yesterday's episode when they were at the at the um, in her patient room and she was laying on her back. You can see her pregnant belly a little bit. So, yes, her and her husband, because I think she recently got married probably within the past three years or so. So now they're expecting a child, which is so exciting. So maybe this is her way of kind of if they put her uh, the Chelsea character. In the. um, You know in the in the ward that she's in. Then this will allow a Melissa Claire Egan to kind of have her moments where she's off screen. So she can, can you know so she can tend to you know everything that's going on with her pregnancy. So I wanted to put that out there. But Melissa Claire Egan acted her butt off. Guys I'm telling you she acted her butt off. When she played. Like she was losing her mind and having a meltdown. She did a good job at that. It was so believable that, and she's a con. Remember, Chelsea, the character, is a con artist. So part of the con is making people believe something that isn't true. You know, um, I know you guys heard of the question, gaslight. It's, you know, I mean, she definitely had them... You know, thinking now, everything she said was true in that moment. But the psychological element to it that, oh, I'm not going to jail. I am i can't stand trial. I need to be put in institutionalized. Yeah, she uh, she played that to the hilt. Now, I will give it to the fact that Victor. Move pieces around. I don't think she should, he should have used her son against her. That I didn't like. Okay, I didn't too much agree with that. Right, but the whole thing with her admitting to everything down to the finest details because some of those details nobody knew about and it wasn't leaked to the press, and that's what um Michael acknowledged. I mean, she was going bananas and freaking out, made up this whole story about, oh, my God, they slept together in our bed while I was downstairs. And again, Mr. Ray believed it. Now, why would you trust a con artist who's been conning you? She poisoned you. She conned you, made you think that she wasn't walking and talking and as late as she did, but you're going to believe that. Yeah. Okay. Right. You're too close. That's why you shouldn't investigate investigated this case. But, um, yeah, Victor had it all planned out. He got, he paid his doctor, this the psychiatrist to be there for the whole thing. She played it all the way out. He played like he gave her an injection. Michael and Ray left again, conned by Chelsea's actions. And she opened her eyes like, okay, we did a good job. I was too through, but it makes for good TV. But yeah, that was crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, so she confessed, they took her in. And of course, now we're back at the hospital. Adam is like, Oh, my God, I'm going to jail. What's going to happen to me? You know, I need to get out of here. Nick is still trying to get him to stay and confess. And I'm like, Nick, come on. Really? He already told you he's not going to confess to a crime that he did not commit. And why would he stay in a town where all of his past deeds is held against him? And put it all into one box with what's going on with this current situation. So, he felt he didn't have a leg to stand on. So, it was crazy. Um, That's when Ray showed up. Because I was wondering. I've been waiting for this moment. And I was wondering, how are they going to break the news? I I can't wait to see Victoria's face, Nick's face, Phyllis' face. It was very underwhelming to me because I wanted to see the shock. I think the only shock that I saw was Nick because he was looking like, oh, my God, really? And then he went easy on Chelsea. He was like, oh, I feel sorry for Chelsea. That he, I'm like, really? But then you wanted to see him in handcuffs two weeks ago when you thought he did it. But with Chelsea, it's like, oh, I feel bad for her. I'm like, oh, my God. She conned all of you. She conned all of you. And y'all want to feel sorry for her. I'm like, "Mm mm-mm, not me. Nope, 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 nope. Bring that same energy that you brought Adam, brought to her. Because she could have killed that man. You know. And Ray's face was priceless when he saw Chelsea confessing and the little details of what had happened. Oh, my God. His face was priceless. I was looking at him. I had to pause the screen just to see. See, that's what you get for being too close. But anywho. um, Yeah, it was a little underwhelming. I did see the face of Ray and the face of Nick. But some of these other folks look like they were told off screen instead of in the moment. So Nikki was like, oh, wow, Chelsea did this, huh? And I'm like, man, they could have showed it when she was told. But um, yeah, so Victor showed up. And, you know, Adam is like, oh, you going to get me out of here. Please get me out of here. And Victor was like, "Uh, you're not going anywhere. And Adam is like, why not? You guys promised you were going to help me. And Victor is like, Chelsea confessed to everything. And even Adam's facial response was priceless, even though he knew he was being set up by her. Just the fact, excuse me, just the fact that he realized Chelsea confessed, he was shocked by that because he thought, I'm dealing with a con artist. I know what she's capable of. There is no way that Chelsea is going to, you know, confess to this. So it was pretty interesting. Um, We'll get to see a lot more on Monday. He went to visit Faith's room. Um, Nick, of course, now knows that he didn't do it. Sharon is over the moon about all of this because she has been vindicated. Ray gave her a hard time. Now, I will say, when you're in a relationship, you got to set boundaries with your exes. I know people are friends with their exes, but there got to be some boundaries set. And she did not set those boundaries. So, you know, with that being said, um,. That's why all of the mixed signals, that's why Ray was feeling that he was second in her life. And you always cater to Adam and you're got stuff going on with him because she didn't set proper boundaries with Adam. But you'll see a lot more of that on Monday. But um, it was just nice to be relieved of this. I'm looking forward to seeing Adam move on and getting back to work and get into the business and corporate arena and all of that. Now, he did, um, as we saw on Friday, because he's back home, and I'm like, dang, these are some quick recoveries from transplants and, of course, transplant removals, you know. I'm like, dang, these people are in, in the hospital and out in one day. And, hey, I don't know. Maybe they're modern medicine, right? But... um the thing is, is that the relationship with Victor and Adam seems to be solid now. They're looking forward to working together. I just don't want them to take a step back. And the only way I can see that happening is if Victor starts to try to control him. Let, if you know Adam has the smarts to run a business, let him run it. Don't try to control him. Because what's going to happen is that his old ways are going to come back. You, I know what I'm doing. You can't control me. And we're going to be back at square one. We're going to take two steps forward and 10 steps back. So hopefully that don't happen, but we'll see. But it seems like they definitely have um, been made whole. You know, their relationship is solid. They're looking forward to running psy together. Um, This media division and Adam said yesterday episode. Now that I am back and healthy again, I'm looking to crush chance come. I don't know how I feel about that. I kind of just want him to run the business. Now, if he's going to crush chance come do it in a situation of ratings, the best articles you're going to write. Not in sabotage. Success is the best revenge, right? So, just be a success. I'm hoping that they write this instead of, you know, underhanded stuff. Because then all they're going to say is Adam being Adam all over again. He didn't change. He's just as ruthless as he's always been. If you're going to redeem a character, redeem the character. Right? So... Um, let's see. what else we have, and then Sharon, he finalized his um relationship with Sharon that he's done. You need to go. He told her to go back and fix your you know relationship with Ray, and I'm going to support him getting back with you now, did it look like on Sharon's face that she was not happy about that? That was my take. Again, um, I'm going to ask Keisha next week as well what her take is on that. But it doesn't seem that she was mm, too happy about the fact of Adam saying, you know what, we got to cut ties. Now, that's a boundary. And if he sticks to that, she that's how you set a boundary. When you say, you know what, I'm taking a step back. I don't want to interfere in your relationship anymore. You need to go over there and fix that. And I'm going to help you fix that by talking to Ray and letting him know I'm I'm not a threat. That's a boundary. And especially if he sticks to that. And Sharon has to, she got to take a step back. I know she feels indebted. He didn't save her. Uh, Faith's life three times in her lifetime already, in the tornado when she was a little baby, when she was on the side of the road, when she was uh, driving drunk and she had an accident, and now this kidney transplant. So she feels indebted and helping her in her life when she had nobody. And she was this person who was a, um, she had bipolar and was being a kleptomaniac and you know, having all these things and how Adam was the only person there for her at the time. She needed to just take that and move on. If she really, truly loves Ray, she got to take a step back from Adam. Adam's taking a step back. She need to take back one, too. So let me know what you guys think of this week's episode. It was pretty interesting. Again, I was underwhelmed. I'm, I'm happy about the fact that we can move on from this Chelsea storyline with the, you know, the Thallium and setting up Adam. I'm glad that Adam is now free. But, uh, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing where he's going to go with working with Syaxeres. There's still a loose cannon out there with Chloe, and we'll see a lot more of her on Monday. She needs to go sit down somewhere. That's all I'm going to say because you. she's just as part of this as, as Chelsea. Chelsea's actually covering for her right now, you know. So she need not go and s- poke the bear, you know, with everything that is being set in place if she wants to stay out of jail. So you'll see a lot of that on Monday. Just to give you a little teaser, she is going to confront Adam on Monday, which is not a good idea because, if, of course, Victor finds out about it. We all know Kevin, Miles, and Bella. What is she going to do, right? So we'll definitely see what happened with that. Um, and then I'll give you guys some teasers at the end. Of this show, so what did you think about this week? This week's episode, everything that happened with Amanda, um, the new storyline that's unfolding with Tara Locke coming back with Harrison, and this whole thing with Chelsea being in a psychiatric facility to avoid prison, um, and Victor and how he all orchestrated that. So it was a pretty interesting week. So, we will definitely see what happens the week of the 17th. All right. Let's jump into the second half of this show, which is The Bold and the Beautiful. So, this has been a week. Pre- I, we didn't get no limb, I don't think. Nope. mm We didn't get any Liam um, Hope. Thomas, Vinny. So I think they put that on the back burner this week. But uh, just to kind of recap a, um, a headline for this week after nearly getting caught in bed with Quinn, Carter reevaluated his life and reunited with Zoe. Yeah. That's going to be very, very interesting. So, um,. Being that this was pretty much the main storyline, what we saw um, this week with this um, is the fact that um, Quinn, 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 why did you go back over to Carter's house? Why? And the thing is, everybody's looking for Quinn. So Zoe's looking for Quinn. Brooke is, I mean, it's just in the meantime, Eric is discussing all his personal business with with Brooke and and Ridge, you know, that whole thing. So let me just start right there before we even get to Zoe Quinn and, and Carter. Right. I can understand. Eric having conversations with Ridge. About, you know, I'm having issues being. Um, intimate with my wife in the bedroom, right? Why would you talk to your wife's arch enemy about personal bedroom situations? And then Brooke tried to make it look like she needs to be stepping up doing her job to take care of her husband. Now, of course, prior to all of this going down with Carter, Eric was the one withholding Affection, And that wasn't fair. Now, we talked about this last week. There is no reason that, you know, you should have got back with this girl if you're going to get into this shell of a marriage where you're just existing and not being emotionally available and physically available to your wife. That's emotional and physical abandonment. Now, he's physically in the house with her. But in a connection sense of your marriage, that's what Eric did. Not telling her, I love you. He went out of town, gave her a condescending look. I haven't gotten over what you've done to Brook and Ridge. Brook and Ridge are back together. Really, Eric? So I'm not saying what Quinn did is okay because you should never. You need to wait this thing out and figure it out. Have some conversation. And if, in fact, both parties aren't going to move on, Close that door of unfinished business. Walk away before you get involved with somebody else or get a divorce or a legal separation or whatever the situation is. So I'm not going to excuse Quinn with what she did either. But Eric also have some accountability in this, too. So I want to put that out there. But to take this conversation and discuss it with both Ridge and his wife, Brooke, that despises Quinn. And then she flips it as if Quinn wasn't doing her job. No, Eric wasn't doing what he was supposed to. And I'm glad he consistently put that out there. Like, look, Brooke, I was the one alienating my affection from her. I was the one withholding physical intimacy from her. That was me. She's been trying to be with me and spend time with me and I've been blowing her off so I'm glad he corrected her now she tried to say it a couple more times because she even wanted to go to the point of actually trying to find Quinn and tell her how to be in her own marriage and it's like girl stop go sit down somewhere mind your business because You've interrupted a lot of other people's relationships yourself in many ways. So just stop. Okay. But, you know, Brooke is Brooke. Brooke is going to do what she's going to do, you know, or whatever. But um, I just didn't like the fact that Eric was discussing those private details with. Especially Brooke, I can understand Ridge, you know. But Brooke? No. No, no, no. Alright, so now that we got that out the way, somebody else is looking for for Quinn, and that's Zoe. Zoe has been trying, of course, as we know, Quinn has supposed been going to bat for her and trying to um you know get her to tell me what's going on. Did you make headway with Carter? Well, while that's going on, Carter is making more than headway with Quinn and vice versa. Now, Quinn had a conversation with Eric, right? And that, um, you know, she, you know, the things, she was like, I'm going to be a better wife and all of that. And I, I she told him... I'm like, why did you have to go over to Carter's to tell him that? You could have told him over the phone. Y'all work at the same place. You could have, you know, they shouldn't be talking about that at work either. But she went back. And when she went back, they couldn't stay away from each other. Now, here's the interesting thing about these two. So when the previews came out, about two three weeks ago, that they were going to be an on screen intimate couple. Everybody was like green face, vomit face. You know these little emojis, emoticons, whatever you call them. And oh my God, this is going to be horrible. Ugh, you know the the uh the hurl face, whatever. After putting them on screen, I will say the producers. And the editing team did a lot to play up the intimacy in uh, the bedroom scenes between Carter and Quinn. And I have not seen a scene so played up with making sure the music was uh, right, the lighting was right, um, the the moves, the, the way that the cameras position themselves to show their connection. Because Brook and Ridge has been in scenes. We've seen scenes with Bill and Katie, and I have never seen the, the, the bedroom scenes like it has been. Plus, we haven't had any in a while since the pandemic, right? Because Bold and the Beautiful was that, Okay guys, I don't know, my um, podcast platform had cut off, so I apologize for that, I don't know where I left off, I know I was talking about the whole thing with, um, you know, Quinn and Zoe and all of that, so, as I was stating, and so I don't know if you guys heard this part, but um, Quinn is missing an action, and of course, Zoe is looking for Quinn, um, Because of the fact that Zoe has been pushing this whole thing with trying to get her to speak on her behalf with Carter. Now, I also said um, toward the end, uh, before I got cut off, is what the production team and the editing team has done to really give us... um the bedroom scenes and the intimacy scenes between Carter and, and Quinn. So before these two were put on screen together, a lot of people heard that that was going to be part of the storyline. And everybody was like, Oh my God, no, whatever reason that they did not see the appeal since they have been on screen and production has Made it where the music is right, the lighting is right, how they look at each other, the angles of the camera, making us very, very intimate and giving them that on screen bedroom chemistry. People kind of changing their tunes a little bit, you know, and of course, I know that with the pandemic, we haven't had um, a lot of bedroom scenes at all across some of these soaps. Um, especially on the bold and the beautiful, because at one point they were kissing mannequins and literally not the whole Thomas thing, but, or else holding them or hugging them because of everything that's going on with the pandemic. Right. Well now, and I do know Rena Sofer who plays uh, Quinn, she did get vaccinated because, um, I follow her on Instagram and she had posted back in early April that she had got her vaccine. So I obviously she's vaccinated. And um I'm assuming Carter, I mean, um, Lawrence St. Victor, who plays Carter, is vaccinated as well because they definitely were able to do this scene where they're kissing and hugging and doing everything else together. But as I was saying, yeah, they everybody's changing their tune and what they're seeing on camera. Now, there are some folks that's just obviously they don't like Quinn. And they don't see her with anybody, whatever. There are a lot of folks that are like, man, that scene with Quinn and Carter, they're pretty hot together. I thought I was going to not like it, but it's not too bad. So they're definitely acting out their roles. And then, of course, the production and editing team is definitely, you know, pushing um, the romanticism in their interaction. Now. With that being said, as I said a little bit earlier, Quinn shouldn't have never went over there in the first place. Why do you have to tell Carter face-to-face the conversation that you had with Eric? You could have called him on the phone. Hey, who knows? Send him a text message or something. You didn't have to show up. But part of Quinn wanted to see him again. I honestly believe that. So she went back over there, told him. And, of course, um, Carter wasn't too happy about it. But his dislike for what she did didn't last too long because they got at it again. This particular time, they took it up to the bedroom. And uh, they were getting hot and heavy. I mean, they were under the covers. They were trying to resist, but they couldn't resist. I mean, yeah. So... This is where, remember, Zoe is looking for um, Quinn. Well, at this point, she's looking for Carter because she's like, "Okay, I haven't heard from Quinn. Let me just show up. I still get keys to his house. Guys, girls, if you are broken up with somebody, don't forget to change the lock or take your key. Just want to put that out there. Because as long as they have a key, you know, some people know how to respect boundaries. Other folks, not so much, especially if they're really bent on trying to get you back or get revenge or whatever. Take your key, please lock your doors. Bold and beautiful are not good at locking doors either. But in this case, take your key back, change the lock, something. Well, Zoe still had a key. She went in. To his apartment, which I think was so inappropriate because you are not together. You don't just show up at somebody's house and go in it. He's your ex. He has told you at this point he has nothing to do with you. So what makes you think that you should just go up in his house? She's walking around, looking, having these flashback of memories. She decides to go up to his room. And I'm like... What was you expecting? Just say there was nothing going on and he was just laying in bed. Why would you walk up into somebody's house in their bedroom and walk up in their room while they're sleeping? Not a good idea, right? Well, she did it. And in the process, at first she thought he was sick. Again, Zoe, you shouldn't even be there. He's not. I mean, why are you at this house? You don't live there. You're not dating. Anywho. She walks up in there, thinking he was sick, and you know, do you need anything? Until she looked down on the floor and she sees women' underwear, dresses, you know, the dresses she had on, clothes, women's clothing. She realizes it's a woman in there, not knowing who, but she takes it a step further and go look in the bathroom and get mad because he has another woman. Now, just say this wasn't Quinn, right? Just say he met somebody else. You shouldn't be going through his house. And then when you find out he's in the house with somebody else, you're walking around looking in bathrooms trying to find the person. You're not together, Zoe. You're broken up. Okay? So she happens to look down and she saw the jacket, clothes, everything else. And obviously we see Quinn hiding under the bed. That had to be extremely uncomfortable, being stark naked, hiding under the bed. That was crazy. But she stayed quiet. She—they must have heard her in the hallway coming up the steps, and she hightailed it out of that bed, under the uh, out of the bed to under the bed. That was hilarious, right? But she's seeing all these clothes and. You know, of course, Carter is looking crazy because he feel like he's been caught. Zoe, I'm like, leave, leave. She finally leaves because of the fact that, you know, when she asked Carter, do you even still care about me? And his response was pretty much nothing. That was the one that really sent her rolling. Now, guys. Remember, this is earlier in the week because, remember, something happened on Friday's episode. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But she hightails it out of there. Quinn is feeling some kind of way because of the fact, and she should, because this is somebody you were supposed to help. Y'all were going to be friends. And you end up sleeping with the one dude that she is supposed to help get back with her friend. So she's feeling bad because she's hearing all of this stuff that Zoe was saying and how emotional, upset she was and everything. But they can't stay away from each other, right? It's crazy. So now they feel guilty. Guilty, guilty, guilty. And they're back at work. So let's move forward now to this scene. Where um, Zoe comes back to tell Paris that he he was in there with another woman. Now the thing is is that it also gets back to Ridge and Quinn and Brooke and and um, Eric that Carter is seeing somebody, but don't nobody know who. Now what's interesting is. Ridge is saying, why did he tell me? I should have known this. Not necessarily. That man ain't got to tell you everything. I know y'all friends and whatnot, but he doesn't have to tell you. If just say this wasn't Quinn, Carter ain't got to tell none of them none of his business. And for Ridge to have an expectation, why don't I know about this? Mm, Do you are you supposed to not necessarily Ridge? But that's just my thought. I just thought it was a little bit of entitlement. Everybody's wondering who, who's the mystery woman? And it's like, okay. So if it was a stranger, what difference would it make? Anywho, I just had to put that out there. Um, But Paris is also concerned. Well, who is this person? I mean, for him to move on so fast and blah, blah, blah. And... Zoe is still trying to not only figure out who the mystery woman is, but she still got feelings for this dude. Now, she has to take some accountability in the fact that she is the one that started this by flirting with Zende. Uh some people say it's karma. Other folks say, you know, hey, that's what you get? Y'all broke up. You know, it is what it is, right? But she's still trying to get him back. So now Quinn and Carter and everybody else is back in the office. There's this whole conversation going on between um, Quinn and Shauna. Quinn and Shauna is talking about, oh, my God, I think I screwed up my marriage. And she told Shauna that it happened again and she couldn't help herself and. All of this kind of stuff. And Carter walks in and, you know, of course, Quinn says she knows everything. And while they're talking, Zoe walks in. Now, this scene was crazy, right? So, she, of course, is wondering what the heck is going on and did Quinn know? Because, you know, while you're helping, he's in there with another woman. I had no idea, blah, blah, blah. She avoided the subject until Zoe looked at that jacket that she also saw in uh, Carter's bedroom. And she looked straight at Quinn. That look on uh, Zoe's face looked like she could throw daggers with her. With the way she was looking at Quinn. Shauna is a ride or die. I don't know you ladies who have BFFs. Do you have a BFF that would do all of these things that Shauna is doing? She covered for her with Eric. She covered for her with Zoe. She even took the, the whole thing and said, I was the one that slept with Carter. That's my coat. And she walked over there and grabbed it because she looked down at that coat and Sean knew what was going on. And Sean walked over there and picked up that coat and say, you know what, I'm about to leave. And Zoe's like, oh, that's your coat? Are you? I saw that same coat at Carter's on the floor. Are you the mystery woman? And, of course, she admitted to it. Oh, yeah, but she also threw it back in Zoe's face. You two are not together. And it's really none of your business. I mean... Man, Denise Richards played that part to the hilt. I mean, she told Zoe, you know, look, I understand you are upset, but it's none of your business and y'all were broken up. So maybe you need to move on. I mean, even though she wasn't the person that was sleeping with Carter, she definitely played it very well. What do you guys think about that? I mean, Shauna. She better not get on Quinn's bad side because Shauna got way too many secrets, right? But if she's a, if you want to see a ride or die BFF, Shauna is it. Shauna is definitely that friend that's going to hold it down for her friend, and she definitely did that. I thought that was the craziest thing ever. What was crazier is what happened after that. Because now Quinn and Shauna leaves. They're in the hallway talking. You know, Shauna's like, one thing you can do to me since you feel indebted is go fix your marriage, please. Hopefully this is over. Which is not, obviously. Because I have a feeling Zoe is going to run tell Ridge, Eric, and Quinn that it was Shauna. And that's going to open up a whole another can of worms. But we'll see about that later, right? What happens after that? is the fact that um, Quinn goes home to Eric. Zoe stays back with Carter. And, you know, Eric gives this whole spiel about, you know, we shouldn't be together. And, of course, she thought, oh, man, that's a wrap. But in a way, I think she felt relieved because that bailed her out. Because imagine if Eric said, you know what, I'm done with you. I decided I don't want to be with you. That could have bailed her out, and she could have been like, you know what, okay, fine, I'm out of here, I'm gone, boom, we're not together. He was like, yeah, we shouldn't be together, but we have, and we made it work. I don't want to do this anymore, anymore with you. I want us to work this out, blah, blah, blah. The flip side, (laughs) Carter is looking like Liam in this moment with this meltdown and Oh, my God, I don't want to go to this dark place. And I'm like, dang, is this Liam or is this Carter? Anywho, so he's having this existential meltdown about what's going on in his head. And then all of a sudden he decides to say, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to be that bad person. And then tells Zoe, I'm only a better person when I'm with you. But he goes on this rant about not disrespecting Ridge and not disrespecting Eric and being there for them. That man's standing a lot to lose because he slept with the owner's wife. So he had a reality check for real in that moment. Which was, let me just get back with Zoe. If I was Zoe. Maybe I'll say this, but I might as well do my flip the script right now because we're at the end of the show. But if I was Zoe, I would have told him, "Uh, hold on, buddy. Back it up. How you just tell me we're broken up. You basically say you didn't care about me a day ago. And now I make you a better person. Let's proceed with our marriage. So now the engagement is back on just like that. It makes zero sense. But Zoe is happy, giddy, smiling. Oh, my God. He loves me. He's back with me. He's going to be my husband. And the facial expression while hugging Zoe is like, I'm screwed. This thing ever come out. My life is ruined. My career is ruined. And back over at Eric's, Eric is now telling her we need to make our marriage work. I want to be that man for you, Quinn, and be that husband that I made vows and all this. And now they're back together. And this is a ticking time bomb waiting to explode. I don't know how this is going to blow up, whether it's Shauna or somebody having a conversation or somebody getting jealous because they with the other partners or a situation with, and that was my, my phone, so I apologize for that noise, guys. But or Quinn or even Brooke happened to see that jacket, that jacket needs to be destroyed. If they're going to carry this on, that jacket has to go bye bye. Because if she's been wearing that jacket around the office and Eric sees it in front of Zoe, Brooke sees it in front of Zoe and says, that's not Shauna's jacket. Quinn's jacket and especially just say Eric bought it for her or something. I'm just putting this out here. And Eric says, that's not Shauna's jacket. I bought that jacket for Quinn from Milan or whatever. Yeah, that jacket is going to be the catalyst. It has to go bye bye if they're going to keep that secret. They got to destroy that jacket or give it to Shauna and say, here, take this. Keep it for free is yours. This is going to explode. I'm curious to find out when. Please don't drag this out, writers, because I want to see how the the fallout is going to be. And I know you guys do, too. So that was pretty much the week for the Bold and the Beautiful. It was crazy. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with all of this. Um, Let me see if I got some teasers for you guys. ...for uh, both soaps, right? Mm, let's see. Previews. all right Um I, I thought I had some. Only thing I know is what I saw on Monday... ...with The Young and the Restless... ...with um, the conversation that's going to go down... ...between Chloe and Adam um the relationship status of Ray and Sharon and what direction they're gonna go from here. And then um this whole thing is gonna be revealed with what happened with Tara and why she's back in General City. And then of course as for Bone and Beautiful the continuation of the storyline with Vinny and um Liam and you know that whole thing Steffi is uh, Jacqueline should be back pretty soon I don't know if it's coming up this week or next week but I know she's back filming so we'll definitely see um you know when she comes back with Finn and her being pregnant and all of that but yeah this Quinn storyline is not going anywhere anytime soon so we got to keep an eye on that So I kind of gave you my flip the script with uh, The Bold and the Beautiful, which was um, Zoe taking a step back, telling Carter, you know, why the 360? You know, yesterday you barely could speak two words to me and now you want to get married now. okay? so, yeah, I would have kind of, you know, put my step back and say, hold on, hold on, partner, slow up. Why the sudden change? She needs to ask questions instead of falling right into his arms. So that's my flip the script on both. On um, The Young and the Restless. I mean, it's not. I would say the only script that I would flip is that Thursday episode. I just did not find it interesting at all. I mean, let the redemption happen by these people seeing the fallout that was so underwhelming to not see people to me, not people see directly what we got to see as fans where they're being told Adam did not do this. Chelsea did this. I mean, we saw that with Nick and Ray, but we didn't see that with Chloe because Chloe finds out some kind of way, which we'll see that on Monday with that confrontation. And we didn't see it with Nikki as much. I mean, so maybe we'll get to see it with Billy and especially Victoria. So I'm looking forward to it. So it was a great week. Um, I miss my girl Keisha. So she'll be back next weekend and I'll get her take on some of the stuff from this past week. And then we'll also cover the week of May 17th through the 21st. Right. Yeah. 21st. And um See how it all goes. So, I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, let me know your thoughts. And um, until next week, be safe, be happy, and um, we'll talk to you then. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at the Young and the Restless. Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans Group. We are 29,000 strong, and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms, such as via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more.